Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. My name is Kevin Ray. I'm your host, and I'm here with executive producer and co-host Mark Griffith. We want to thank you all for joining us here on the Housing Hour, uh, brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group, serving Tennessee since 1989. You can locate their information at migonline.com. Also, you can give them a ring at 1-800-489-8910. Certainly would love to partner with you. We have offices all the way from uh, Memphis to the Tri-Cities and everywhere in between. Um, Hopefully we can help you uh, realize the American dream. So give us a ring and hopefully we can take care of you. So today, Mark has um, hooked us up with a great guest. And I've known Sally Sparks with Century 21 for a long time. And we just first want to just thank her for coming in and spending a little time with us. Sally, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me, Kevin. (laughs) Absolutely. And uh, Sally has welcomed MIG into her office on occasion to help partner with her agents um, for education purposes, new products that we might have. And she does that with other lenders. And she really, I feel, is a great stop for anybody who's either buying a home, selling a home, if you're looking to hang your license at a very reputable company and just have an outstanding support structure, I think Sally offers it all. And Sally, um, you know, you also are very involved in your community of realtors. You have you're the 2015 uh, Car Knoxville Area Association of Realtors president, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's quite correct. Right, <laughs> it's my and, privilege. <laughs> and you also have served on several committees as well. I have. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this before we get started, really, because, you know, there's a lot of people that work in industries. They might do their job and go home and then do what they do at home. But you have really jumped in head first, and you're involved at every level as a realtor. Why did you decide, first of all, why did you decide to be a realtor? And then secondly, why did you take that a next step further, which you're a leader in this in this industry? So talk a little bit about why. Oh, I'll be glad to. The why of being a realtor is because I was raised in a realtor family. Mm -hmm. My father was a real estate broker. So as I was growing up, um, always I was the youngster that did office work. I Mm -hmm. could file. I could answer phones back then. And uh, so I grew up in Lexington, Kentucky and answering Uh the phone for Star Realty Company. And Are then, you a Wildcat fan, by the way? Oh, yes. Okay. I have to say I That's am. Okay. Gotta be. Gotta be. That's right. Um, and then when I married my husband, Bob, he had always been in real estate. He's been a broker for about 38 years. Wow. So I grew up in it and married into it. And mm-hmm. uh, this is actually my second career. My first career was in early childhood education. No kidding. Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, we, uh, my husband and I. Well, you need that in this industry sometimes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got, well I'm, when you're dealing with the loan officer right that's what i meant <laughs> yes i am gonna say this one of one of the lines i've used is i used to work with toddlers that threw tantrums now i have agents with attitude and the toddlers were a lot cuter <laughs> so that's that's what i say that's great but it does it does serve me well but um 
when I when I uh, sold the childcare um, business that we had, um, you know, I came to work out and help the real estate company that my husband owned. Started out as the secretary, and it didn't take me long to understand that I could do what the agents did. Mm-hmm. So I went and got my license. Um, then, uh, in three years after that, I got my broker uh, license, mm-hmm. and I've been selling real estate ever since then and enjoying the process. Both industries are service industries. You're helping. Mm-hmm people and families and that's what I enjoy and that was 12 to 15 years ago how long ago was it yeah about uh 14 years ago 14 years ago 14 years ago well I remember if I'm not mistaken your all's office used to be over by West Town if I'm not mistaken and I remember when I first (laughs) broke into the business and you know you're out there making sales calls as a loan officer (laughs) and I remember um I felt like I was going to somebody's house which you kind of were right yes and and you guys you know opened up and you know it was great. So that's the kind of experience that I remember having with you guys. But I want to double back a moment. Uh-huh. You talked about breaking into the business. Mm-hmm. And with Bob being, he's been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you had done it when you were in Lexington at Star uh-huh. Realty, kind of answering phone calls uh-huh. and things like that. Um, what was it that you saw as being the norm in Lexington? And how has it changed since you you now are in Knoxville. I mean, you're ultimately doing the same thing, Mm -hmm. but has the customer experience changed? Has the knowledge changed? What has changed over the years? Oh, so much has changed because back then, I will take you far back when I was doing this, that was in the 1970s. Mm -hmm. So this may age me a little bit here. Thank you, Kevin. (laughs) Um, But just even to talk about how things have changed here. When I first started in real estate, real estate contracts were about two pages long. Mm. We're now up to 10 pages uh, in contracts. The consumer experience has completely uh, changed. There is uh, you know, notification and explanation for everything. So much more emphasis mm-hmm. on educating our consumers uh, that, we, that we work with. Mm-hmm. And Sally, um, yes. back in the 80s, um, <laughs> I sold real estate with Century 21, Did Chris you? Power Incorporated in Oak Ridge. How about that? And, and I tell you, one of the things that I see has changed uh, he sold three houses. I, I did. That's why I got into the lending business. I figured it's got to be easier on this side. Uh, yes. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that I noticed is the uh, the the education of the consumer mm-hmm. is really has grown there they seem to be so much more educated than when I was in the business in uh-huh. the 80s they didn't seem to know as much as they do now. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to attribute that to the internet. Mm. Let me just tell you that our consumers that we're working with when I'm um, working with a purchaser, they've already done their research. And mm. NAR statistics tell us that a consumer will have been looking online probably about nine months or so before they're ever going to contact a professional. So they've had all this time to season and educate themselves. And it makes our job so much easier. They're usually very familiar with the areas and neighborhoods that they want to purchase in. Well, and back in the day, whenever someone was looking for a home, and they wanted to find a home for sale. Either A, they drove around mm-hmm. in the neighborhoods, 
or they would go to a trusted realtor and then they would have like the sheets there mm-hmm. in the yes. office, right? Uh-huh. Filed away. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. But, but today, the thing is, we love that our consumers do their own research, but at the end of the day, they still need the realtor perspective to be able to give them the true picture of what, um, what is going on in a neighborhood and mm, in our community right. in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, our guidance is needed for negotiation, mm-hmm. uh, for um, compare, doing comparative market analysis uh, for them, to give them guidance so that they're not um, overpaying for a property and mm-hmm. that we're getting them the best value for their hard-earned dollars. Absolutely. And I want to get into the the process in the next segment because I do think that people that are listening, they want to know, hey, how does this work? You know, what do we need to do? You know, I just read this week that housing starts were up way more than what was expected. And that's a continuation from months past. And so we're growing the real estate market. So people are out there wondering, hey, how do I get a home? What do I need to do? You know, the the fact is, you know, the housing market is, is really pulling the economy along. Even with the economy slowing, the housing market is still growing. Mm-hmm. So those are things that people want to know. But before we get kind of mm-hmm. in dive too far into uh-huh. the process, what do you see locally here in terms of, hey, how long is the house staying on the market? You know, are, are the medium house price, what's kind of going on in the Knoxville market from your perspective? Well, the very fortunate thing about our market is when um, – when the decrease happened, the decline, mm-hmm. um, we never had that real boom or bust. Mm-hmm. Our our um, market has been able to stay fairly um, stable, and so what we see is that our um, as far as uh, median prices right now, the median uh, list price for a home last month, the most recent stats we have was one hundred and fifty nine thousand nine hundred, mm-hmm. and the good news is that the median sold price was very close to that. It was 155500 wow. um, Last month alone, through our MLS system, we sold 1,447 homes. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably the best news for sellers is that our average days on market, and again, just saying this is an average, mm-hmm. uh, was 86 days. And wow. that was down from wow. 93 the month before in August, mm-hmm. but even more significantly. Uh, year over year uh, in 2014, September, um, that was 101 days. So wow. what we are seeing wow. is that our homes are moving faster. That's like a month faster than, or roughly, that than is. last year. And and it's very significant for our sellers. Mm. You know, that's something that uh, we, we want to see. We would love to see this turning back towards, you know, a market where our sellers are back, are mm. back in that game. And that's right. what, and that's what we're seeing for so long. We had, um, you know, we had an overabundance of inventory because people were afraid to get back, to jump back into purchasing a house. Mm-hmm. They thought that it's safe to sit where you're you're at or remodel the home that you have. Mm-hmm. Now what we've seen is we've had that pent-up demand uh, that buyers mm-hmm. have had, and all of a sudden they have started coming back out. The um, the confidence to purchase is uh, is seemingly back for them, and uh, that's reflected in the numbers uh, mm-hmm. that we're seeing. So we're we're very we're very happy about that. Um, what we're looking at is uh, our sold numbers of 
if you're looking at September of 2014 comparing to uh, this past month of September 2015, our sold volume is up by 18.6 percent. Wow! So that's, that's great. a that hey, double digit numbers. Right. We will we will take that we will take that any day. And what we see is that our median price uh, in a year has increased 3.3 percent. Mm-hmm. And and. We're That's all, like a normal time. It's yeah. normal, and we're all happy, well, <laughs> all happy with that. And <laughs> I, I think that people always ask us, and we never answer this like they probably want us to ask or answer it, but, you know, is it a buyer's market or is it a seller's market? Well, that's not really fair to anyone when you call it or label it a mm-hmm. specific type of market. How about we just say it's a healthy market? It is a healthy market. It's a healthy market, market. Uh-huh. and that's just the truth. Well, what about uh, multiple contracts on the same property at the same time. Do you see that in this area? All right. I will tell you that occasionally we do, yes, but it's not like the Nashville market. The Nashville oh, yeah. market has has been an extremely hard, hot market in mm-hmm. our state, and there you are going to see that. Here, uh, if you have a property that is, you know, an extremely um, attractively priced property, yes, mm-hmm. you may be in a multiple offer situation, but it doesn't happen is a norm, you know. Right. Uh, but what we're what we're really glad to see is that our properties are selling. Let's see, I believe it's about ninety six percent of list to close price. Mm. And now for us, that's very significant. And again, that's an average, mm-hmm. but that's an extremely but healthy average. But even in the bubble, <laughs> bubble years, it was only the highest it got was like 98. Yes. So that's in, that's incredible. That, yeah. that is. That is showing real recovery, especially for our, for our sellers. So. That's good information. Mm-hmm. And, and what I think we need to do is continue this um, line of thought in the next segment because mm-hmm. I still have other questions about it. And I think mm-hmm. for those of people that are out there maybe they thought about selling in 2009 and then they you know just got you know really been out of shape about the market and they were disillusioned and they mm-hmm. they felt as if they're never going to sell their home and you know that was a different market that we're in today i mean five yes. six years ago hey guys we're in a completely different mindset and there are so much there is so much more demand right now so let's continue this conversation with sally sparks with century 21 we have all of our contact her contact information right on our website at thehousinghour.com. You also can find her at sallysparks.com. So let's come back and talk some more with Sally right after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. It's Kevin Ray again here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Uh, we want to thank you guys for joining us. And I have with us in studio Sally Sparks with Century 21 Select Properties right here live on the air. And we're so thankful for her coming in and spending some time with us. Um, and her and Bob have been in the business in Knoxville for a long time. Bob's been doing real estate for 38 years. Sally has been in and out of it because she did some child. She talked about her business that she had in child development. And then about 15, 14, 15 years ago, she um, segued back into it with Bob at Century One, Century 21 Select Properties. And having someone like Sally to share with us is so great because she 
um, has so much knowledge and information and what she says and how she says it is very easy to understand. So we're so thankful for that and just continuing to help us understand the housing market. We were talking before we left to our break about the housing market here in Knoxville. We're talking about what kind of market it is. And, you know, I was mentioning, and I'll have Sally elaborate on this, a lot of people back in 2009, 2010, you know, when things were not selling maybe, or, you know, it was we were in a transitional period and, you know, people became sort of frustrated with the fact that their house wasn't selling or, you know, people were coming and looking, weren't making offers, or they were offering, you know, 80% of what they listed it for, you know, and those were real frustrations. Nobody likes to have their home listed and it be, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're relaxing and somebody calls and says, hey, it's showing, can you show it in an hour? That's part of selling a home. But at least now, I think that there's a more of an expectation that, hey, we may get an offer on this. Would you say? Well, I would agree. In those days on market that we talked about right. being 86 days last month, that proves it. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, if you, the key to this is when you're putting your home on the market, if you are the most attractively priced home in in that in that dollar value and most people search by increments of five ten thousand dollars when they're going on sites and they're plugging in the sites are very specific if you're putting in you want to look from the hundred to a hundred and twenty five thousand as long as your home is the most attractive looking value and uh, home for $125,000, you are going to get people looking at it. Uh, right. Pricing is key. Anytime um, that you are putting a property on the market, that's why you hire a professional, a realtor, mm-hmm. uh, to do that for you because if you put an overpriced property on the market, it's going to sit there. Mm-hmm. If your goal is to get it sold, then you're going to have a professional help, help uh, suggest to you where the the range should be to put it on the mar- on the mm-hmm. market. When you're looking uh, at a home and doing the marketing analysis, which I think is a, an underrated service, honestly, mm-hmm. I do because mm-hmm. um, I think maybe it's not underrated. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn a little bit, but wow, that is such a valuable service that you guys offer because it's basically you guys are coming in there and using your expertise, which is what you guys do. You're not putting it in Zillow. Guys, don't no. ever put your property in Zillow and expect to get an accurate. Uh value. That's what realtors do. You know, realtors have an advanced expertise and that is one of the most, I think, well-tuned from a realtor standpoint. And some are maybe better than others. I don't know. But um, Sally, talk about that marketing analysis, because if you have a property in, you know, Sequoia Hills, Mm -hmm. or if you have a property in West Hills or in Oak Ridge or wherever it might lie, you need to look at that property based upon what other homes are selling for, and then, you know, what the interior of your home looks like. I mean, there's so much that goes into it. Talk a little bit yeah. about that. Well, I will. And and just to clarify, you know, realtors are not appraisers. Right. We're not appraising True. your property. We're not giving a value. What we're doing is, just as you said, we're doing a, a market analysis. Right. And when we do that, one of the most important things is to compare apples to apples. Mm-hmm. So when we are looking at a ranch-style home in a certain area or neighborhood, we're trying to compare we're going back usually six months and looking at similar properties that have sold during that time frame and giving you an idea of what the price per square foot has been and showing you a range of what you might um, place your property on the market for sale at. And lots of times, as you were talking about um 
sources like Zillow, mm-hmm. uh, and they have the Zestimates. You have to understand that Zillow doesn't have the access to know you brought up Sequoia Hills. That's mm-hmm. a very, uh, you know, that's a niche area. Mm-hmm. It's very unique, and you have to have a professional who right. knows that and understands it. Zillow does not. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may just be comparing it to all of that zip code. So right. what we're what we're doing is when you hire a, a realtor, um, they are going to come out and look at your property and mm-hmm. then go back and do that market analysis. And, um, you know, our job is really to uh, find out what the motivation to sell is uh, mm-hmm. for that seller and to tell them, you know, if you are looking to get it sold quickly, uh, you might have some type of a financial situation, family situation where it just needs to be sold very quickly. Mm-hmm. We'll give you that low end of the scale to make it um, make it more attractive to mm-hmm. buyers. Some people are looking for, you know, they want every dollar out of it. They're getting ready to retire. They don't have to move immediately. You know, they may be at that upper at that upper end. But our job is to sort of put the parentheses around it to say, here's your high and here's your low. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anyone um, any good to place a property on the market for sale without doing that due diligence and that investigation. You just can't pick a number out of the air. (laughs) Yeah, because Mark, when you think about Mm -hmm. it, and I'm thinking in terms of, you know, my grandmother or my mom or my dad, you know, um, all of which are in the real estate business, but let's say you're not, and they don't know what their home is worth. They think they know sometimes, and that's, and the, that's problem. the problem. Mm-hmm. But, but but Mark, when you're looking like in Oak Ridge, because you own a home in Oak Ridge and you also own a home in Knoxville, mm-hmm. right? Um, not that you you know you have a little rental property or whatever. <laughs> but when you look at the property values, Mark, as a person that's out there, you know sometimes when you list a house and they say, well, the realtor said it was probably worth this. But I think I hear what I hear Sally saying is it's about communication, right? Well, it, it is about communication. And the first thing I did mm-hmm. uh, before I, I got a, a little property for a family member to mm-hmm. move them into, it's right. not rental, just put the family <laughs> well, member right. into it. <laughs> I'm not a landlord. Yeah. Uh, but well, the first thing I did is I contacted a broker in Oak uh-huh. Ridge and I mm-hmm. said, come on out. I need your opinion. Uh-huh. I didn't care about the, the professional appraisers because mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is I want to know what would this what should I buy this for? What mm-hmm. would be the value of this? And they told me. Right. And it was spot on. Right. So that's why I say use use these agents for their knowledge level, mm-hmm. and um, that's the best source. Right. And I think in terms, Sally, I mean, when somebody says, okay, they said it's worth this, well, they're not telling you that it's it's valued at this. Maybe the, mm-hmm. the appraisal is not going to come in at this necessarily. Um, what they're saying is, look, if you need to sell it quick, this is what I hear mm-hmm. you saying. Mm-hmm. If you need to sell it quick, here's the low end range of mm-hmm. where we should consider it. If you're, you know, not needing to sell it within X amount of days, you know, this, it would probably sell at this point, but you may, it may take a little bit longer to sell. Yes. Right. And that's yeah. what you have to communicate to people. Well, that, and then there's so much more to it than, than just mm-hmm. the pricing. It's also presentation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm a mm-hmm. curb appeal. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is all about uh, curb appeal. I'm, I'm a very strong believer that if your home is going to be on the market, uh, one of the things that I do is I show, um, clients what other homes in that price point look like. I emailed them the briefs and and let them look at the photos because um, staging, even limited staging, you know, just cleaning your house up, decluttering. One of the things I like to tell people is that when a a consumer walks in, they need to be able to envision their stuff in your space. Mm -hmm. And if you've got so much stuff that they can't do Mm -hmm. that, 
it's it's harmful to right. you. Um, and so uh, doing that and then professional photography also is key. Right. I'm I'm a realtor. Am I a gifted photographer? No, that's right. why I hire a professional exactly. photographer to come out. I don't out want to see iPhone do pictures on yeah. listing briefs, guys. No. I don't. Well, and, and there's always the ones that we love of, you know, the person taking the photo in the bathroom oh, mirror yeah, or right. the, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And, and for heaven's sakes, move the car out of the driveway, you know, unless it comes with the house. Now, <laughs> if, if you have a buyer that has a clutter in their house, should you advise your person selling it to clutter it up real quick? Before, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Because <laughs> then they can see their stuff. Then, the, yes. <laughs> well, we have another segment with Sally. Come back and join us. We're going to talk more with her and maybe investigate a little bit more about what's going on out there. I think this has been a fantastic show so far because it really gives you the insider's look at the real estate market in this area. Come back and join us right after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. I'm lucky, I know, but I want to go home. If you want to go home, and you know that you want to go home, then we have the right person for you right here in Sally Sparks. Um, Century 21 Select Properties, sallysparks.com. Um, also, all of her information is right on thehousinghour.com. If you go there right now, it's on our front page. You can check it out, get more information. We'll link her site to that. You can look at her featured listings. You can learn more about her. You can see all of the um, amazing uh, little abbreviations after her name does that means that she has all of these extra specialties um designations i think is what they're officially designations and right. certifications and give us I, you may not even have them all memorized <laughs> but short sale specialist right yes sir and i am a crs which is a certified residential specialist an mm. abr mm -hmm. which uh, works it's accredited buyers uh, specialist and um i um i'm also a military relocation mm. professional that's the one that i got this year my goal has to be has been to add one set of initials after my name every mm -hmm. year that I've been in the business and so far I've stayed pretty much on on task with that um, but the thing is serving different types of clients if you're working with a short sale mm -hmm. I have that um, certification mm -hmm. you want to know have that extra knowledge and training and how mm -hmm. to help someone through a short sale that's a very complicated mm -hmm. process you mm -hmm. want to do that um, if you're working with a historical home you want to be uh, be able to know exactly how to market that and, um, you know, all the nuances that come with zoning and preservation and, and things with that. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's important. And one of the things that I'm going to brag on our Realtor Association, the mm -hmm. Knoxville Area Association of Realtors, uh, education is, uh, is key uh, for us in our association. We have about 3,400 members right now. So wow. a lot of uh, realtor members that belong to that association. Mm -hmm. Most other associations actually charge for their education. We do not, mm -hmm. unless it is a certification. The uh, lenders pay for it. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you something. Our education um, is free. Mm -hmm. and um, It's great, too. It is. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you drive by our offices, you're going to see out in the front parking lot the rendering of 
of what our new building is going to look like. We just broke ground. Awesome. 2.2 million dollar renovation. Wow. And it is uh, it all got started. Thank you. We're yeah. so excited. But the education facility is what we are. Uh, that's uh, exciting. That's, uh, that's the driving force. We wanted to do that. It's going to be state of the art because we feel like the more well-equipped realtors that we can send out in our community, the better services we can provide to the uh, consumers and clients. How do they pick you as president? How did that happen? That was by an election process. Well, congratulations. And, well, thank you. Um, and actually, in order to become the pre- the president, there's certain criteria. And you had talked about service uh, at the association. There are... Um, committees that are made up completely Mm -hmm. of volunteers. We have governmental affairs committees. Uh, We have community involvement uh, committees. Technology. Uh, uh, Yes. We've we've got so many different ones so that if our members have a certain interest, they can plug in and Mm -hmm. help us because... I'd want to be on the grievance committee. The grievance, yeah, that's where you hear all the dirt. No, (laughs) no. No, actually, we we are a uh, self-policing association. And we are. are. And um, so... Like I said, uh, we're just really proud of where of where we're going. Mm. You know, we're over a hundred year old company. We've uh, association. We've we've been here for a long time. We've mm. planned to be for a long time more, and that's why we've put this investment in our new building. Yeah, and I tell you another thing that you guys are involved with, and I know that Century Twenty One Select Properties is mm. as well. But definitely, um, the car is that mm-hmm. how you call it? Is that what you call yeah, it? Yes, so that's a, it, that's our acronym. Car is is, um, <laughs> is charitable organizations because yes. MIG had the privilege of of helping out with things in the past and I think that that is one thing like the backpacks that we got yes. involved with yes uh-huh. it was such a pleasure to be a part of that I mean the the fact is we are so blessed as mm-hmm. a community as an industry and having partnerships like we had with car mm-hmm. filling up backpacks for kids who needed supplies for school that's a great initiative and MIG mm-hmm. it feels very strongly about charitable organizations and that is awesome yeah. what you guys do. Well, uh, since you're talking about that, I'm going to have to jump in and give a plug for mm-hmm. what we're doing this week. Sure. Uh, realtors do give back oh, to man. the community, mm-hmm. and our association um, it feels very strongly about doing that. These ideas do come from our community involvement, but we are working this week with a um, with a pro- with three separate projects through Operation Backyard. Mm-hmm. What Operation Backyard does, they're uh, they are under the umbrella of Knoxville Leadership Foundation, is they help. Um, individuals who may be disabled, elderly, uh, not able to afford improvements to the property that they own Mm. in neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And we have three separate projects going on this Thursday and Friday, all volunteer hours by our realtor members. Uh, We have one where we are building a ramp for a woman who is bedfast and Mm. cannot um, get to the doctor. Her family can't lift her and carry her down the steps, so we're building a ramp so they can and take her to medical care. Uh, we have a veteran who is a Purple Heart recipient who has um, had some medical issues and uh, he's owned his home for the past 30 some years. 
uh, he lives off a fixed income and uh, his house needs painting. So we are completely scraping the old paint off and repainting that house right. for him. And then another, uh, a single mother with children whose deck is completely falling off the back of the house. Mm. And we've got a group going out there to rebuild that deck for her. So we're really proud. That's awesome. We're We're helping, uh, hopefully by doing this also, to improve the the you know, just the aesthetics of the community that they're, that they're involved in. So mm, that's fantastic. Thank you for letting me plug Absolutely. that. <laughs> I'll let you ask your question. But I think for us, especially what you're talking about, you know, we feel like those are the privileges that we are given. And when we have the opportunity to give back to our community, and you're just speaking about this latest mm-hmm. thing you all are doing, that's a real privilege. And, and some would argue that's why you do what you do is to have the opportunity to do the things in the community. I mean, this lady who's bedridden, you know, having the having a ramp built for, you know, wow, that's amazing. That's going to change her life. It is. And um, I, I think realtors, uh, once you get to know us, you will find out that um, what we do is a service. Mm-hmm. It is a service industry. We're helping families, but we also are very involved in our community and mm-hmm. wanting to improve the lives of people that live in this community. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, um, that Operation Backyard is something that uh, was just introduced to me this year, and mm-hmm. it really was placed on my heart to, to take it to uh, that committee. And uh, overwhelmingly, they have been very supportive. That's so I awesome. think we're going to have a great time Thursday and Friday doing it. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's awesome. Were you getting ready to? Well, I was just going to ask. You have the uh, Knoxville Association of Realtors, and uh-huh. that, then there's the Tennessee, and then there's the National, National Association. Uh-huh. So how do you, how do you as, as a role as a president just interact with the state she's going to be the national president one day (laughs) hey you could be (laughs) i anybody could be if they work if they work hard enough i'll tell you that well i'm very fortunate um by the time that you have risen to the level of being a a president or an officer with uh, the knoxville area association of realtors typically you have served at some capacity with the tennessee association Mm. of realtors and yes i serve on committees i have for a couple of years Um, most recently right now i'm on the governmental affairs committee for the state i'm on it this year and i will be on it that uh, next year and then i just got appointed uh, to my first NAR, National Association of Realtors Committee, and it's for state and local issues, which was the committee that I was the most interested uh, with. It's a great tie-in with governmental affairs. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things um, that that I'm going to say is... um, uh, the PAC that serves realtors, um, our PAC, real, mm. the Realtor Political Action Committee, that's the only PAC that I know of that serves not only realtors but also protects homeowners. Mm. So I'm very interested in the legislative issues that I've learned about through that. And, um, you know, what I want to do is keep, um, keep home ownership sacred for, for homeowners mm. and make certain that they have uh, the ability to um, – to make decisions and choices about their use and enjoyment of mm-hmm. their of their pro- of their property. Yeah, well, that's great. I think that for us at Mortgage Investors Group, we love partnering with people, definitely like Sally, people who have that professional mindset. And being an affiliate, there's lots of our um, loan officers that are affiliates with CAR. Yes. And I always hear such positive things that uh-huh. they speak about it. And it's just a great organization. And, and it's great that you're a part of it. And I'm sure that your office is thrilled that you're in that 
that leadership role. They, they are. They have been very. They have been very supportive. I have to say, now it takes a village to get Sally Sparks out the door because <laughs> it, it does. I've got a few. Jo- yeah. I've got a few jobs on my plate. But you were talking about the affiliates, and mm. uh, Car actually has a hundred and ninety affiliates wow. that belong and pay dues uh, to uh, the Knoxville Area Association of Realtors, and these are affiliates that are in the lending, um, home inspection. Um, you know, title company businesses, all the businesses that might be associated with purchasing a home. And mm-hmm. that's very important to us as realtors because we have to partner with all of these people to mm-hmm. get to the closing date. And there's a it lot takes of a diff- village. It does take a village to get us to yeah. to get us to the closing table. Yeah. And that's becoming even more important uh, yeah. right now. <laughs> well, Sally, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you. It's been a wonderful time spending with you. We need to have you back because I want to get more information from you but I want to tell Sally Sparks how much we appreciate her. Thank you so much for stopping oh, in. I have I have absolutely enjoyed this. I'll be absolutely. glad to come back. <laughs> absolutely. We'll be right back after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Come on to my house, my house, I'm gonna give you candy. Come on to my house, Welcome my back house, into the housing hour. If you come to my house, you will not get any candy because we do, we leave our neighborhood for, um, for Halloween and we go, I guess that's what that song was referring to, I'm thinking, <laughs> but we go over to my sister-in-law's house uh-huh. and trick-or-treat and so forth. And um, we don't do the crazy costumes and stuff. We feel that um, Halloween is definitely the devil's <laughs> holiday. That's fine. But we go out and the kids dress up in happy costumes. Right. Happy, happy co- Like my mother-in-law last year had made herself a great Minnie Mouse costume. And those are the type of costumes that we wear. So. Our little grandbaby's going out as Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, so that will be that's interesting. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and the kids always, you know, get Easter. I mean, Easter candy. They get Halloween candy, and Pam and I usually eat most of it. And they're like, "Where's our candy?" And we're like, yeah. "We have no idea." Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but we're thankful for um, this time of year. I love this time of year, and having mm-hmm. Sally in really hit home for all of us that are listening because it is a great time to sell. It's also a great time to buy. It's a very healthy real estate market. And um, I also heard from Sally something that really made me feel good, which is, you know, and I knew this already, but, you know, realtors, lenders, these folks out there, we love getting involved in our community and giving back to it. And I think that's one of the takeaways for me was her involvement, helping those three families, the veteran, the um, the shut-in. Um, and I think that's a really amazing organization. And we're going to have her back on to talk with her about some other amazing activities that she's involved with through the Knoxville Leadership Council. So be looking for that show coming soon because we feel like that's going to be a really good one. Well, I see why she got elected as president of car because of her yeah. passion for so many topics right. but this one um just uh, her giving back to the community mm-hmm. her passion is over the top right uh, off air right uh, she's just all over it she was she was dancing around she's just thrilled <laughs> she's ready yeah and i think that she communicates so effectively and that's why she's a great leader because l- leaders not just talk but they also lead and she does both and that's what i like about her and bob i was just talking to bob he was out in the in the lobby and he's just you know 
hey, things are great, you know, very positive. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll never hear a negative thing come from them. And um, and that's the way, really, it should be for all of us. Um, we should all be positive. And I think that, you know, yeah, there are negative things out there in the world today. You know, we see it from time to time. Every day there's something going negative. But it depends on our attitude and our perspective. And we can look at things, a glass is half full or half empty. And it depends on how you look at things. I think that all of us have that perspective and that chance. So, you know, like you, for instance, you could have looked at those coffee stirs in your, um, in, in your, <laughs> as a positive or a negative. I mean, I, you know, so every, we all have that, right? Yeah. You've got to, you've got to look for the fun side of everything. I mean, if you start dwelling on the negative, you're right. just, a, you know, just a gloomy guy. Right. And, in positive we, that actually the thing in your sink with the coffee stirs that had built up. Yeah. So over the years, looked, over the years in the gooseneck of the, I had yeah. a slow drain for years. It was <laughs> like 30 coffee stars that have been right. dumped down the, and just and plugged up. And you posted everything. it. It was hilarious. <laughs> but so you're looking at the positive outcome of these things. The positive is, hey, you can get it fixed. Hey, <laughs> you, I found the, you I found found the problem. The problem was. So that's a good thing. And for those about out there listening and they want to know, hey, how do we get a hold of Sally? How do we get a hold of Mortgage Investors Group? How can you get a hold of Kevin or Mark? Well, you can go to thehousinghour.com because you can find us right there. You can find our contact information. You can also find Sally's contact information because she will be on the front page. And you can click on About Hosts or Learn More About Hosts, and you can learn more about us as well. Now, for Mortgage Investors Group, you can go to migonline.com. So if you want to get pre-qualified to buy a home, you want to find out what you could afford, and what your sales price range is and you know you just like to learn more about the process then you can go to migonline.com you can find the office closest to you and you can just contact us and we'll help you we'll look into your situation we will be your advisor we'll guide you and help you understand this process and we'll connect you with people like Sally in your area all throughout the state and we'd love to do that because that's what we do guys thank you so much for spending this hour with us thank you for all of the years of of interacting with us and we love doing what we do and we love to see you next time right here on the housing hour that's the housing hour with kevin ray for today join kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know so come here to find out this show is presented by mortgage investors group feels like we're in the dead of winter